When you think of the New York State Fair, what comes to mind? The rides? The food? The animals? This podcast takes you behind the scenes of all of those to the amazing stories hiding underneath. Welcome to All's Fair. Hi, I'm Dave Bullard. Welcome back to another edition of All's Fair, the New York State Fair's podcast and the only podcast for a state fair anywhere in this United States of America. I'm Dave Bullard. I'm your host today. And uh, today we're going to talk about a particular kind of entertainment. It's the kind of entertainment you see on your TV but rarely get a chance to see in person. You're going to get that chance at the great New York State Fair this year as three reality stars who are also Latinos come to the State Fair as part of our Latino uh, our Latino weekend for a weekend of music and food and culture and they're going to be on our stage in the experience area to to talk about their careers and talk about the things that they've done right now we are uh, very fortunate to have on the phone with us one of those three people Victor Arroyo hello Victor Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing good, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. The the hey. So you're going to be on that stage. It is the let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the twenty uh, two, three, four, five. I have to do the math in my head anymore. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday the twenty fifth at six o'clock, and uh-huh. uh, along with um, a couple of other reality stars. Your claim to fame is what you were on uh, Big Brother. Am I right? That is correct. Yeah, I was on uh, Big Brother season eighteen. Um, and, uh, I ended up, I think I got something like fifth place and I won America's favorite player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, it was pretty crazy to say the least. And I ended up, uh, moving to Michigan and my girlfriend now is Nicole Franzel, the winner of that season. <laughs> well, you did all right then. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know who won more. I think you, you, you get to say that you won more because that keeps peace in the household, right? Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> All right, but and my understanding is that you that you set a record because you were booted out of there twice and came back. Yeah, uh, actually, I was booted out a total of three times, and I came back twice in, in the process. Uh, the last time, there was no chance to come back in. Um, <laughs> so you could say that I had nine lives in a sense. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Maybe that means I'm not the best. Uh, I guess social player but uh, I'm a heck of a competitor and I think that's why I got out every time <laughs> and, it, and it's why people thought you were their favorite player of the year right yeah I think I got uh, the underdog you know people <laughs> had that sympathy it's like man he just keeps coming back and keep taking him out but he doesn't give up you know that, that underdog story so I'll take it if it's sympathy I don't care people still like me and and I was happy about that you're, you're the cat that won't leave the porch so we eventually take you in Exactly. You feed me enough times, I stay around. <laughs> so, all right. So, a couple of things. First of all, um, how did you get into reality television? How did you get there? Well, you know, funny story. A lot of people don't know that I, I actually hadn't watched Big Brother before I was on the show. Um, it was actually by just chance, kind of. Um, I went to an open audition. You know, I saw I saw an ad. And I don't know if it was on Craigslist or online somewhere, and I said, a Big Brother, open audition, you know, uh, at this place, at this time, just show up and stand in line. And so I went. I waited in line for a couple hours, and 
it's just all history from there. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't more than I guess luck and a little bit of my personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, it was. It, I can't even. And to be honest, actually, a year. What is it? A year. A year, 16, two years, actually. Was it a year or two years? So I applied. I did the same process with Big Brother. I think it was like two years before I actually got on. And I went through the whole process, and I made it to finals or whatever, and I didn't get on the show. And uh, I told myself, you know what? It's not a big deal. You don't even watch the show. It was, just, it was still kind of like I was just mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And then two years roll by. And I see the open auditions in my area, and I'm like, yeah, you know what the heck? I made it kind of far last time in the process. Let me just go. I won't get my hopes up. And then that time I actually did get picked. <laughs> but I was a completely different person. I had, like, gained a bunch of weight and some muscle. My hair was longer. You know, I had a little scruff beard. I wasn't fresh out of college, you know, slim kid anymore. Uh, so maybe that did it. Actually, I think that's exactly what did it. <laughs> uh <laughs> But, yeah, in a luck of the draw, I think. It's just you never know who they're going to cast. You can't, be, you can't be somebody you're not. You have to go there, be yourself, and if that's what they're looking for and you're in the right place at the right time, you know, it happens. Cool. Um, so the reason to have you here is, is not necessarily to gawk at somebody who was a reality TV star. And you've continued to be because I think you did The Amazing Race too, right? Yeah, I can't really speak on that too much right now. Wow. Uh, the, yeah, it's it's online, I guess. Uh, I guess that's where you saw it. Um, but yeah, uh, I got to keep my lips tight about that. <laughs> but it was fun, I'm sure. Ah, oh, a hell of an experience. Uh, amazing is in the name for a reason. Well, it's it's been the most awarded of the reality shows too, and and that's that says something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, as soon as it airs, I'll I'll tell all. <laughs> <laughs> but but it wasn't to just gawk at you as a TV person. It's because it's uh, Latino Village Weekend. Uh, this is about bringing in Latino stars, people from all kinds of Latino backgrounds to talk about uh, and to be a role model. And and how do you see yourself as being, uh, and, and do you see yourself as a role model for, for other Latino people? You know what? I, I, I do because a lot of people don't know you know, just for starters, Spanish was my first language. You know, you would never assume that or guess that based on, you know, my vocabulary and how I speak and not having an accent. And right, I don't, I don't catch an accent at all. Exactly. And I'm fortunate enough that, you know, my parents, you know, my dad, he, my mom and dad, born in Puerto Rico, you know, that's where they, you know, that's where they met. My sister was born in Puerto Rico. I was actually the only one in my family not born in Puerto Rico because my father was in the Navy. Uh, oh. So, yeah, exactly. So he joined the Navy after he had my sister, who's uh, two years uh, my senior. And, uh, and so I was born in Chicago, rather, Waukegan, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned Spanish at home, and that was what I spoke until I started going to school. And then I started learning English. Um, and then, you know, people can say, you know, you lived in the U.S. or you lived in Italy or whatever. Like, how do you maintain your roots and well, my parents, their whole life, they were, they're Puerto Rican. That doesn't change when you leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I eat mofongo, empanadilla, relleno. You know, I, I listen to salsa, merengue, reggaeton. I, I know how to dance, salsa, merengue, bachata. 
you know, and and it's just in my blood. You know, you can leave Puerto Rico, but it sticks with you forever. Sure. So what do you think it means to be a role model? What is it that you think you have to do or to be or to model to make it uh, to make it work? Um, you know what? I just try to, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a complex question. Uh, being a role model is being, you know, I guess somebody that people want to aspire to be, but you can be a role model in negative ways, right? If I'm doing a bunch of negative things, people might see that and think that's good when it's not, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just try to be as best a person I can be and try to make, you know, especially my people in Puerto Rico proud. When I was on Big Brother, I was like, you know, there's some of my Latinos out there. You know, it is possible, right? You can go from the island, and you can be on a TV show, and, and you know, it can happen. Um, and I just don't want people to think also that, you know, uh, some people, and I, and I guess this is kind of touchy, but some people, if you don't speak English 100% perfect, right, if you have an accent, people look down on you, you know, yeah. because they think you're, you're dumb or you don't understand, and it's like, well... Put yourself in that person's shoes. They already know one language, and they partially know, if not know really well, a second language that they're trying to communicate with you, right? Because you don't know their language. <laughs> so they, we, and I'm happy that I, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to military private school and learn all the proper vocabulary and grammar and all that, but that's not the case with everybody. And when you lived on the island where it's predominantly Spanish your whole life, and then you move to a place like New York or or Philadelphia, New Jersey, Chicago, whatever, and you're trying to learn a new language, you know, people look down on you. And, you know, that could be, I can imagine, that can be frustrating. And I'm happy that I'm able to defend myself in that sense because I can talk and I can, you know, communicate and get my ideas across clearly and concisely. Uh, and that's not the case with everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess my thing is, you know, not only, yeah, better yourself and learn languages, right, but also know that the people that don't understand you 100%, they're not dumb. <laughs> they're just trying to figure you out with the resources that they have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do, 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 you, do you find uh, in these days that, it's, you know, that you get more questions or fewer questions about your heritage? Uh, I think I get fewer questions, you know. Um, I get fewer questions about my heritage just because, and it's not my fault, it's because I don't, you know, display that as much as I should, right? I am proud to be Puerto Rican, and I am proud to be from a Latino background, but at the same time, on all my social media, I don't have, you know, Puerto Rico, you know, rays and the flag and all this, and I predominantly speak English, you know, 99% of the time, because that's how people understand me best, and there is a slew, I mean, there's thousands and millions of people that I could connect with that I get mad at myself for not doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe this conversation is making me realize that uh, because I can do stuff, I can post stuff on social media all in Spanish. You know, I can do that because I know how to, but I just don't. And I don't know. It's just because I guess the audience that I've garnered from the shows that I have been on are predominantly, you know, American, English-speaking, you know, people. So, I don't yeah. know. Uh, well, so what you do kind you, of get where I'm going there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what do you want people, you know, if, if I'm a 12-year-old, a, a uh, you know, a Latino youngster who comes to see you and, 
and and the other reality stars uh, and then sees the bands that are going to be there and and you know kind of soaks in that culture what do you want them what do you think they should be taking away they should take away that anything's possible and that the more you know the more you're capable of you know uh, and that's and that's and you know and that's not saying that you know we as a Latino, right? Me right now, as a as a Latino man that knows English and Spanish, and can bridge the cultures, I'm at an advantage more so than most other people, because I can communicate with double, triple the amount of people and connect with and engage with more people than the average person. And so utilize that, right? Use that to your advantage. Use that for scholarships. Use that for jobs. Use that. For I don't know, even if you're trying to, if you're at uh, American Airlines and the person behind the counter is not wanting to help you, well, the more you know, the better you can communicate, the better you, you know, the the better people can help you, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of like the takeaway from that. Like, use everything that you have at your disposal. Don't think that just because you're a Latino and you might get picked on because you might go to an all you know white school or something that that's a bad thing, you know, and I'll say from when I was younger, it was kind of back and forth. I went to school after Hurricane Katrina. I went to ninth grade in Puerto Rico in my small town of Hayuya, and I would get made fun of there because I was the American, right? Even though I'm Puerto Rican, since I was raised around the world, military school, lived in the U.S., I was a gringo, right? But then when I'm in school in the U.S., I'm the Latino, I'm the Mexican, the Puerto Rican, you know, people don't understand me there either. So it's kind of weird because I didn't fit in anywhere I went. And I hated that. It was frustrating. And then so it forced me into a box. So when I was in the U.S., I didn't want to speak a lot of Spanish because it felt like I was an outcast. And in Puerto Rico, I didn't want to speak a lot of English because then I felt like an outcast. Hmm. You know, and now I realize that (laughs) I am at such an advantage more so than both of them because I can talk to both. I can live with both. I understand both. You know, I, I know the cultures. I understand how things work in both environments. And so now when I'm older, I can reflect on that and be like, well, you know, I wish I would have known then, but now I know now. So I got to take advantage of that. Makes sense. Uh, have you been back to Puerto Rico since the hurricane? Uh, since uh, the Maria? Yes. No, I have not. I, I have not. I'm sure you've heard from people there, though. Uh, all my family lives there. My Absolutely. My grandma, uncles, yeah. and everybody over there. And for months, I mean, when I say months, I mean for like seven months after the after the hurricane, my, my family still didn't have power in my hometown. Um, and it's quite sad. And the problem is, you know, it's just lack of resources. Uh, it's no surprise, not, not a surprise, it's no secret, rather, that uh, Puerto Rico is in debt. You know, and they're managing their debt, you know, right now. And it's just when the money does come in for support, they have to pay some of their debt. But then, you know, there's a little lack of <laughs> displacement and money for the resources that they need to get all their power and infrastructure back up. Yeah. And it's scary because we're in August right now. At the end of August, this time, I mean, not the end of August, but kind of right now and pushing into September is hurricane season. Yeah, it's starting all over again. Exactly. And a lot of homes still have blue tarps on them for roofs. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, 
Uh, we're not we're not a rich country. We're based mostly on uh, mostly on tourism. We have factories, um, and I like the support that we get from the U.S. But I wish we were a little bit more on the forefront of aid uh, because I feel like you know we got thrown on the back burner, and it was just a tough year for hurricanes. You know, Texas got hit first, and they got a lot of money and a lot of support. Puerto Rico got hit. They got some support, but. I feel like they needed a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't have, like, for example, they don't have the resources and money that Texas has. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, like, the strongest economy in the U.S. Uh, we're not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wish some got deviated to us, but, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Well, all right. Let's let's bring this back around to something light uh, and have, uh, have, a, have an ending that's a little happier than that, right? Yeah, um, all right. Uh, and we're hoping for a happy ending in, in Puerto Rico too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, oh, no, I appreciate. But there's that. a lot. It's a lot harder slog to get there. Um, uh, so, uh, in your in your time as a reality television star, what's the what's the funniest, strangest, oddest thing that has happened to you? What's the what's the one story you like to tell? Oh, man. You know, that that's tough. So many, so many, just, okay, okay, well, let's just do the most simple, right, the, from the most basic. All right. You go, you go on a show, and relatively back home, you're just the normal guy, right? You got, you got a couple friends, you know, like a couple hundred followers on Instagram or whatever, you know, you're just a normal person day to day, uh, here and there, you, you post a picture that does really well, and it gets maybe 100 likes or something. You're like, oh, my God. And then so now, I mean, when I got off the show, Big Brother, it just overnight, I mean, Instagram blows up to over 100,000. <laughs> you know, you got, I got thousands of messages on my Facebook, thousands of emails. Thousands, and you're just like, where the heck did all these people come from, you know? You got aunts and uncles and cousins <laughs> that you've never, you know, heard of. And, oh, you know, I'm your friend, this, that, and the third. Or a friend from middle school or high school that, you know, was mean or, you know, you never talked to. Like, oh, long time no talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, I guess just that. Getting used to that is weird. How, how, many, how many wedding proposals did you get? <laughs> I got a couple wedding proposals. I bet you did. <laughs> I did. I got some emails for wedding proposals. Were they all fully clothed or no? <laughs> yeah, you know, luckily there was no pictures in them. <laughs> That's good. Um, so it was just, it, it's just weird, right, transitioning to that or going to a restaurant and people coming up to you. Like, oh, my God, I love you so much because you got to figure, especially Big Brother, you're on live feeds. Not only does it air three times a week, right? and then they have the After Dark, but they have live feeds where people can watch you 24 hours a day. Yeah, it's, it's the Truman Show. You're always on. Exactly. So when people are watching, like when you have, when you have like those super fans, they know you inside and out, and they're the ones that, like, if you don't like somebody on the show, they don't like them. They got your back. So yep. when they see you... They're like your best friend that you never met. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly like, oh, they come give you a hug. Oh, I like you so much. Like when you did this, that, and the third, oh, I know we could be best friends. And at first, at first it's cool, you know, and, and it still is cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it gets to be a little too much. Uh, but that's just because of the hype of, you know, you were just on. And as time goes on, you know, that dwindles down. Um 
and you're just, you know, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the show. <laughs> right. But just those, those experiences, like I never in a million years thought that that would happen to me, right? <laughs> uh, nobody ever thinks that. And then to be asked to do, you know, other shows, and it's just like to think back where I was uh, a couple of years ago, you know, in terms of like, what I thought, and I still don't have it figured out. I mean, I have a regular job. It's not like I'm in Hollywood or anything, but mm -hmm. just to see the course that I've taken in the past couple of years and to see what I was doing before that, right, that thinking, oh, it's even impossible. Well, you know, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big change, isn't it? A huge change. Yeah. Your it's life it, goes it, a whole 180 at that point. Yeah, yeah. So many more doors open up. Uh, you get asked to do events like this, like the New York State Fair at I never thought I'd be asked to do this, and, <laughs> uh, and I think it's an amazing experience. You know, uh, Nicole's going to take the trip with me, uh, but I'll be the one on the stage because it's a Latino thing, but I want her to experience the Latino culture and the music and the food and everything, so it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for her to see that side because she hasn't visited Puerto Rico yet. Mm -hmm. All she knows uh, is uh, the Spanish music I play from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and how about that? You guys go from competitors wishing each other ill, right? Trying to vote the other out so you can win, and you wind up getting married? How's that work? Well, hold on. We're not married oh, All right, yet. you're together, but you're, you're a couple. No. Yes, yes. So, How's as that like work? Said, ironically enough, Nicole voted me out three times, <laughs> and I, I didn't vote for her to win the, the half mil. You know, <laughs> I, I voted for my buddy Paul, but... <laughs> It's just kind of, we always had that little, I would always kind of flirt with her in the house here and there, and I just thought she was always the sweetest girl, and I, and I had a crush on her from day one, uh, but it, it wasn't in the cards at that time, you know? And so after the show was over and everything, you know, was settled, I, we just, we would talk and we would text just as friends, you know, strictly as friends, giving each other advice on life and relationships and whatnot, and then that just kind of flourished into... Huh. A closer bond, and then we met in New York, and the sparks flew that night, and you know the rest is history from there. But nice. yeah, I don't uh, to think that I would be moving from New Orleans to Michigan, and we'd be moving into a house, and yeah, <laughs> and then doing you know the next uh, the, the race together, and right. just, it, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, you, know, you know it's 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 a little it's a little strange, but. You're not the first guy ever to find out that, you know, you wind up with, with the woman who thinks you're a jerk initially, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, thought I was, she definitely thought I was like a tool, you know. <laughs> and, and, and granted, you know, I gave off that vibe when I first came into the house. My intro video was like me at the gym and like, you know, <laughs> girls and yeah, workouts. Uh, but, you know. I, I showed her my true colors, and you know, oh. she fell for me. So nice. Well, Victor, it has been a pleasure to uh, to talk to you. We look forward to having you here on the 25th. Uh, it's going to be a great show. I hope everybody makes the time to come, whether uh, Latino or otherwise, because I think this is this is a message we all kind of need right now, frankly. And the music yep. and the food is going to be great too. So I mean, just don't miss that. But Victor Arroyo, a reality show star, and. Uh, uh, performing on our Latino Village stage that this uh, first weekend of the fair. We thank you for your time. We look forward to having you here. Thank you so much. And like you said, everybody make it out. Mi gente latina, por favor, llega al festival. Va a ser una cosa buena. 
And for those who don't understand Spanish, just come out. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> Thanks for translating because I had no clue. <laughs> All right, we'll see you Not soon. No problem. Thanks so much. All right. And thank you for listening to another edition of All's Fair, the only state fair podcast. I'm Dave Bullard. We'll see you at the fair.